Hello, everyone. Welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here, and I am so excited to share this week's guest with you. I have with us today Dr. James Gordon. He is the author of The Transformation, Discovering Wholeness and the Healing After Trauma. He is the founder and executive director of the Nonprofit Center for Mind-Body Medicine in Washington, D.C. Dr. Gordon is a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, former researcher at the National Commission of Complementary and Alternative Medicine Policy, and a clinic, clinical professor of psychiatry and family medicine. He, he has done so much and has so much experience. So first off, I wanna say welcome, doctor. Thank you so much. So happy to have you with us. Thank you, Paula, for having me on. Oh, I am just thrilled. Thank I you. I am just thrilled. Well, first off, I would love to have you share a bit of your professional background and tell us about the work that you do at the Center for Mind-Body Medicine. Sure, be happy to. I started the Center for Mind-Body Medicine in 1991, and the idea was to bring self-awareness, self-care, and group support into the center of all healthcare, the training of all health professionals, and the education of our children and to create a healing community and a community of healers. So in a sense, this broadcast and reaching out to people with whom you're connected is an invitation to be part of that community of healers. Uh, we've done a great deal of work uh, and over the last teaching people in communities all over the United States and around the world, this model of self-awareness, self-care and group support the very same one that I describe and teach step-by-step step in transformation. Uh, much of our work for the last 20 years has been with whole communities that have had to deal with uh, wars, uh, terrorist attacks, school shootings, climate-related disasters, poverty, and historical trauma. And, and what we, and when I say we, I mean our Center for Mind-Body Medicine staff, we have about 30 people on staff and a faculty of 130, is that we go to different communities and we work with the people in those communities and we teach these techniques, this comprehensive program that I describe in detail in the transformation to community leaders, to clinicians, doctors, nurses, mental health professionals, educators, leaders of women's groups, clergy, community organizers, and also peer counselors, including teenage peer counselors. We teach them this model. They learn it on themselves. They learn how to deal with their own stress, their own trauma, their own issues. And then we help them share that model widely throughout the community. So this is what we've been focusing on for the last you know, a little bit more than 20 years. And we've studied the effectiveness of this approach, the same approach that's in the transformation. And in various places after wars, We've created groups for children and adults, and both children and adults who participate in these groups who come with post-traumatic stress disorder, 80% of them no longer have that diagnosis after 10 meetings in the group. 
and those gains hold at three, seven, ten months follow-up. So it's a comprehensive approach, and it balances out the disturbance in biology and psychology that trauma and stress cause, and it helps people recover their balance. It helps them become more resilient and also gives them an opportunity to explore new options for their lives. So that's what we do at Center for Mind-Body Medicine, and our work keeps growing. It's uh, Unfortunately, the need for it is only increasing. Yeah. Yes, and I just have to give you a heartfelt thank you for all the lives that you're affecting, doctor. Wow, that is just amazing. It's just a beautiful thing that you're doing. And I have to say, I absolutely love your book. I, I, I cried a few times. Great, I'm gonna so awesome. show you, actually, I'm going to show you, we, we will send you the hard copy. You, you're reading the, the galleys because you've got those early. This is the hard copy. This is what it looks like. And we're very pleased with how it looks because this, this, um, this calla lily that's blooming is really a, a kind of symbol of the regeneration that can happen after we've been traumatized. So well, here it actually, is. And, I have the hard copy as uh, well. It's available. Publication date was just two days ago. Uh, it's it's amazing. Yep, be happy to send it to you. Uh, I I actually already have a copy. I have one of uh, both copies. So it's just that the hard copy I have at home. Oh, you do good. Okay. I have marked pages. I've made notes. I absolutely loved it, and I and I would love to mention something that I really loved about the book. Dr. Gordon, was where you talked about soft belly and the importance of breathing. I, I would love to have you share a little bit of that. I just thought that was so fantastic. My whole life, sure. I've been a big advocate well, of long, deep breaths. Yeah, this is a fundamental technique, which I, which I learned maybe 45 years ago from a wonderful teacher named Stephen Levine. It's very, very simple. It's non-denominational. Doesn't You don't have to change your religion or put on different clothes or go anywhere special or pay any money. All you need to do is sit comfortably, and maybe our viewers can do that as we do this. Sit comfortably, perhaps close your eyes to remove some external stimulation. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth with your belly soft and relaxed. Breathing deeply, being aware of the breath coming in through your nose and then going out through your mouth this is a very relaxing way to breathe. Perhaps saying to yourself, soft as you breathe in and belly as you breathe out and feeling your belly relax as you do this. Keep on doing this for a moment and I'll explain a little bit more. This is technically a concentrative meditation. We're concentrating on the breath, on the words soft and belly, and on the feeling of relaxation in our bellies. It quiets the fight or flight response. It's the antidote the stress response. 
when we're under stress, when we've been traumatized, our blood pressure goes up, our heart rate goes up, the big muscles get tense, digestion is difficult, soft belly breathing slows heart rate, lowers blood pressure, relaxes muscles, improves digestion, it quiets areas of the brain responsible for fear and anger in a portion of the brain called the amygdala, A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, in the emotional brain. And breathing like this slowly and deeply with the belly soft and relaxed stimulates activity in the frontal part of our cerebral cortex in areas of the brain responsible for self-awareness, thoughtful decision-making, and compassion. So this particular technique brings us back into balance physiologically, psychologically. This would come back and feel at home in our bodies and quiet and calm in our minds. And it's easier to reach out to other people. You can open your eyes now. Simply doing this, we did it maybe two or three minutes now. I don't know about you, I feel a little more focused, a little more relaxed, a little easier. Uh, I suggest doing this three, four, five minutes at a time, maybe two or three times a day. This is foundational by itself. This can help you change your life. I've had many, many people who've learned this with me, either from the transformation from the book or in a workshop, who say to me, this was the beginning of my healing. I realized for the first time that I could really do something to make myself feel better. That it's simple, it's easy to do, it's under my control, I can do it, I don't need any help from anyone else, and I can do it whenever I want. Yeah. And that idea and that actual experience of being able to make change, uh, not only do we feel calmer and more present and more relaxed and maybe more alert, but also we realize that we have the capacity to make a difference in how we feel. And that is the antidote not only to fight or flight, but also to that sense of helplessness and hopelessness that we may feel when we've confronted and are having difficulty with a major challenge with a trauma of some kind in our lives. And once we're able to get comfortable doing soft belly breathing, then all the other techniques that I teach in the transformation, there may be 20 or 25 of them, become so easy to use because it's this relaxed moment to moment awareness that opens the door to using our imagination to, uh, getting more friendly with our body, to connecting with other people, to um, using other techniques to express what's going on inside. So I'm glad you mentioned soft belly. It's the basis for what I teach and uh, everything that we can do to help ourselves. Oh, I just, I just fell in love with that and was so excited. And it's so exciting that it's so simple, but yet so powerful. And it's yeah, and that's really important. Sometimes it's hard to believe. <laughs> I was just talking with uh, one of our faculty who's in Louisiana, and she works a lot with girls who've been uh, trafficked. That is, girls who were young girls, teenage girls who were working as prostitutes and are 
sort of being brutalized often by the, the pimps who control them. And she says when the girls come into the program uh, and they, they want to get away, or they, at least they think they may want to get away from this man who's been abusing them in so many ways, they're amazed by how simple this technique is and what a difference it makes to them so quickly, how it's the beginning of gaining some perspective on this incredibly abusive situation and of gaining the self-confidence that it takes to break away from it. And and what the, she was quoting, she said, the girls say, this is so mind-blowingly simple, and it is. And in fact, so are pretty much all the techniques I teach. They're very simple. They're not always easy to do because sometimes we're so preoccupied and, you know, we all have our challenges and making changes in our lives, but they are all easy to do and they have a profound and measurable effect on our biology and also on our psychology. Yes, and I absolutely love that so many of the techniques that you point out in your book, I mean, they, they differ from traditional methods, but oh my gosh, you, you explain them so well and you know, it's a whole different way of, you know, the people that are trying to release and recover from a trauma, that they can heal and change their lives. What, what, share some of the other methods that, that you talk about in your book. It, it's so fascinating. Sure. Well, um, one, of, one of them, and one of the things that we need to do when we've been traumatized, and whatever that means, it may mean a, it may mean a divorce, it may mean somebody, the death of a family member or a close friend, it may be you know, a, a very difficult challenge at work, it may be a physical illness, whatever the trauma is, one of the things that happens to us is not only we're anxious and agitated, but also we're kind of frozen in our bodies, we're kind of shut down with tension, we have difficulty often accessing our emotions, they're, they're there, but we've We've buried them to deal with the trauma, to deal with the challenge. So it's really important to get moving physically. And one of the techniques that I teach early on in the transformation is a, an expressive meditation. There are many kinds of meditation. Soft belly is a concentrative meditation. There's also mindfulness meditation, becoming aware of our thoughts, feelings, and sensations as they arise. And there are also expressive meditations, which are not used very much in modern medicine or modern psychotherapy, but they're our heritage. Our ancestors and Aboriginal people everywhere on the planet use expressive, active meditations where we move our body and get out what's bottled up inside. And the one I like best, or the one I use first, is simply standing up, with uh, your legs shoulder width, your feet shoulder width, and beginning to shake up from your feet, up through your knees and hips and chest and shoulders, just shaking as much as you can. And uh, I'm sitting in a chair now, so I, you can do it. If you can't stand for any reason, uh, you, can, you can do it while you're sitting. We've done it with lots of people in wheelchairs. We've done it with people in hospital beds. And what this does, this there are three parts, but this first part of shaking begins to loosen up the tension that so many of us carry with us. I'm thinking as we're talking now of a, a woman in her 30s who was a, a firefighter, and she's the first woman on uh, in the fire department in her in her southern city. 
And there was a lot of difficulty, a lot of nasty comments from the guys and sexual harassment and other things. And she kind of froze and shut down. She still did her job and did really well, but she just felt so constrained. And her voice was like she could hardly speak because she was, you know, was afraid of, you know, yelling or screaming or getting in trouble with expressing her feelings. For her, this shaking was the beginning of opening up, of loosening up, and, and the beginning of feeling free again and feeling able to deal much better with the situation. So it seemed weird. Uh, to her, she looked at me like I was crazy when I suggested shaking. I said, do it. See what happens. You know, I'm not asking you to believe me or take this on faith. Just give it a try. And then you decide. So she did it for about five or six minutes. And then we paused for a couple of minutes and she just relaxed and breathed. And then I put on some music and then she danced. She moved her body to the music and she had her eyes closed. I had my eyes closed. There were a bunch of, it was a workshop. There were 40 or 50 other people in the room, all had our eyes closed. And when afterwards, because we don't want to be self-conscious, we don't want people looking at each other. It's just, well, just for you, just for each person. When she opened her eyes afterwards, it was a big smile on her face. And when she spoke, for the first time in two days, you could really hear her voice. She was speaking out really out loud instead of this narrow, tight little croak. She was speaking a full-throated voice. And she says, I haven't felt like this in two years. I haven't been able to move as easily. Uh, I, I can feel my emotions. I'm in touch with my feelings now, with my sadness and my anger and my joy. And... I, I saw her subsequently about a year later, and she's continued to do this. And she's now become a very important voice in her fire department, not only for her own rights, but for the rights of all the women and also all the men in the department. She really got her voice back and got her body back and got her whole self back. And this was the beginning. It wasn't the whole story, but this got things started for her. And there are many other techniques, many other ways of self-expression, uh, in words and in drawings, we use guided mental imagery to help people solve problems, to help people imagine a safe place where they can feel more comfortable and they can deal with situations more easily. We work with genograms, family trees, to help people. Um, if you do this, uh, if you when you read the transformation, you'll see uh, my colleague Sabrina and her genogram and. Learn how much she learned about family difficulties that she never really considered until she drew this diagram of her family and how those are affecting her. And she's also continued to use the genogram to deal with issues in the family as they come up, as they inevitably do in our families. And also when other challenges come up in her life, to look to the genogram. Who can I go to for help in dealing with this challenge? in my life, either go to actually, you know, get on the phone with the person or in my imagination. And for Sabrina, it was her grandmother. So when she has a difficult time with her husband or a difficult time in her work situation, she closes her eyes, she opens them, she looks at the genogram, she sees her grandmother and she says, Grandma, what do you think about this? And the answer comes to her, comes to her imagination. It's there. And all of us have this capacity. And the transformation is designed to maximize our imaginative capacity to help ourselves, to make it possible to make really good friends with our body, yeah. 
to connect more easily with other people and to use our intelligence in a way that benefits us and potentially benefits others. Yes, I, I love that idea. I, you know, I just, for myself, I think about my dear Annie Jackie who raised me and I still so many times I think of her, you know, in my daily life and, you know, that really can give someone it does, it changes your, it releases things. And it's like, okay, I was able to share how I'm feeling with someone. It's really- That's great. That's great. And it's great that it came to you spontaneously. A lot of people, me included, it didn't come spontaneously. But when I did the genogram, and when the same thing for Sabrina, when she did the genogram, there it was. So some of us have those connections that come you know, and sometimes you can just close your eyes and ask, oh, who should I be in touch with? But, and that's another way. That's simply just closing your eyes and saying, okay, I'm having this difficult situation. Uh, who do I call or who do I think about or what could they tell me? And sometimes the answers will come just like that, just by trusting your imagination as you have. Sometimes it's helpful to do the family tree to the genogram and look at the genogram and ask the genogram. That is just, that is a great technique. That, that, yes. So out of your techniques, what would you say are your uh, favorite of the self-care techniques that you talk about? Uh, it depends on, depends on what's going on in my life and the time of day. <laughs> I, I use different ones at different times. So I would say that three, uh, whenever I'm feeling tense or, or I, I better do it all the time, I'm feeling tense or irritable, just taking a few deep breaths and relaxing makes everything so much easier. The other one is I do love the shaking and dancing. Whenever I'm tense or I find myself angry or I can feel you know, my body shutting down, I'll do some shaking and dancing. My medical students at Georgetown, when they have an exam, they go in the men's room or the women's room. They go into a stall. They, they close the door and they start shaking for about five minutes. They go out. They take the exam. They say, much easier. I did much better. I wasn't so worried about it. So shaking and dancing. And then also I use wise guide imagery very often. And this is uh, people can read about have the full script and the transformation. But basically it's doing soft belly breathing for a while, relaxing, imagining that you're going to a safe or comfortable place, wherever that may be, one you actually know or one that just comes to you in the moment. And then when you're in that place and are relaxing and comfortable in that place, uh, allowing a guide to come to you. It may be a person or a figure from scripture or a figure from a book, could be an animal of some kind, an insect, a bird, and when that guide appears, uh, asking a question, whatever question's on your mind. It could be a big, momentous question. What should I do with the rest of my life? Or it could be something much smaller. Um, what should I do with this evening? Or how do I deal with my kid who's having trouble in school? And how can I help her out? And then you have a dialogue with this guide. Now, people say, well, you know, I'm just imagining this guide. I say, yeah. Exactly. You're using your imagination. Some people call it imagination. Some call it intuition. Some say it's from the unconscious. 
Some people would say it's a visitor from the spirit world. It, it doesn't make any difference how you think about this guide. Just uh, whatever is useful for you, whatever way is useful. And just, again, it's an experiment. Do the experiment. Ask the guide for assistance. Have the dialogue with the guide. Keep on asking questions so that you get clarity and clarity in your answers from the guide. And after you've done that for five or ten minutes or so, you can thank your guide and return to your safe place, return to slow, deep, soft belly breathing, and bring your attention back in the room. And you can do this often. I would say uh, I'd probably do it at least twice a week when I come up against a difficult situation. I just ask, what, what should I do? The answers, I would say, almost always are extremely helpful to me. And if I don't get clarity or as much clarity as I'd like from the first visit with the guide, I may go back a day or two later and say, okay, well, what about this? And sometimes it's the same guide and sometimes it's an entirely different guide. But all of them are, have been giving me interesting answers for 45 years. I first learned this technique actually from Ruth Carter Stapleton, who was Jimmy Carter's sister. She was Protestant minister. And she taught this, and I thought, let me try. At first, it seemed weird to me, too, but it's proved to be so helpful to me over the years. Gosh, your, your book, Dr. Gordon, The Transformation, is so amazing. I, I have to tell you, I'm ordering copies for friends. I, I just fell in love with it. Everyone, I just can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. And I believe, Dr. Thank, Gordon, thank they can get more information on you at jamesgordonmd.com. We have about a minute left in the show. Doctor, what last words do you want to say to everybody? Uh, I want to say that this healing and this building of resiliency and creating a more hopeful, more fulfilled life is possible for everyone who's watching us. I've worked with people who've been through some of the most horrific situations on the planet. And the vast majority of those people have found some healing and some hope, uh, sometimes a great deal of healing and a great deal of hope through using this approach that I describe in the transformation. So it's possible. It's possible for everyone. Just be open to it. Experiment with it. And if one technique doesn't seem right for you, there are plenty of others in the book. You can come back to the one that doesn't seem right a little bit later on. So do the experiment. Open yourself to the possibility and become part of the healing community. Oh, Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Dr. Gordon. I'm just so honored. This has been great. Love, hugs, and blessings. And to everybody out there, love, hugs, and blessings. Thank you for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Thank you again. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.